before we go any further, let's just go to the Bible. Open your Bible, two verses of Scripture, and then I would I would say what I can say concerning the fourth key. That's the fourth key, right? The fourth key, the fourth key of the kingdom of God. Very briefly, and what is most important about this key is that it is better practiced than preached. <laughs> you can preach it, but it will not produce the same effect until you practice it. It is the key of action that goes directly into action. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18 and 19. Let's read those two verses and then we jump to Matthew chapter 18, verse 15, all the way to 20. We'll look at those five verses and then I say a few things and then we'll rise to our feet and then we engage the heavens in prayer. Is anybody going to pray this, this, this morning? Is anybody going to pray with the pastor this morning? Hallelujah. Let's shake some things in the atmosphere. Let's go there. Matthew 16 verse 18. Can we read together and say, And I say to you that you are Peter. And upon this rock, I, will, I can't hear you. You know how we do it here, man. Are you guys smitten by the Holy Ghost? Let the Holy Ghost empower you right now. To read with me. Are you okay? Want to go. And I say to you that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overpower it by preventing the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Verse 19. And I will give you the keys, authority of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind, forbid, declare to be improper and unlawful on earth will have already been bound in heaven. And whatever you lose, permit, declare lawful on earth will have already been loosed in heaven. Go. That's the message. It's done there. But let's go to Matthew chapter 8, 18. Matthew 18. Let's start reading from, okay, let's skip 15, 16, 17. Go to 18 as well. Matthew 18 to 20. Matthew 18, 18 to 20. Matthew 18, 18 to 20. Matthew 18 verse 18. Quickly, 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 Mr. Projector Man. Let's get there. Hallelujah. Okay, are you ready, everybody? Let's go. One to go. And I assure you, and most solemnly say to you, whatever you bind, forbid, declare to be improper and unlawful on earth shall have already been bound in heaven. And whatever you lose, permit, declare unlawful on earth shall be already been bound in in heaven. Verse 19, continue. Again, I say to you that if two believers on earth agree that it is that is of one mind in harmony about anything that they ask within the will of God, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Verse 20. Verse 20. For where two or three are gathered in my name, meeting together as my followers, like we are in the bridge this Sunday morning, I am there among them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think the message is preached. It's a very simple text. What the text is trying to say and for God to Jesus to repeat the same thing almost verbatim twice. He said it in 16. He said it in 18. He means exactly what he's saying. He's saying that he has given us a particular key. That whenever we gather together to pray or in a meeting and we agree here on earth that the things we agree here on earth are executed in the heavens above us. So when we bind things here, they are bound in heaven. When we lose things here, we, they are loosed in heaven. And then he emphasizes again in 18, 19, just in case you're confused about what I mean. I mean, if two or three of you 
agree as touching anything, it will be done for them by my father. Because, he says, just in case you are confused again, you don't understand what I'm saying. Wherever two or three are gathered, I am there. I don't know if you, did you get what I'm trying to say? He's trying to clarify and clarify and clarify and overemphasize and make it very clear. So you understand exactly what he's saying. And I like what that text says. It says, where two or three are gathered in my name, meeting together as my followers, that there I am in their presence. I am there among them. So the third key, or the, what number of key? Where, where are we now? Is it the fourth key? The fourth key is prayer, but not just prayer. The fourth key is agreement prayer, but not just agreement prayer. The fourth key is united agreement prayer. Is not just the united agreement prayer, is united agreement prayer when believers gather together in the name of Jesus as a local church. So he's saying, therefore, that there are some devils you cannot drive on your own. There are some situations that will not move, move to move. There are some problems you cannot take care of on your own. But when you come together with your brother and your sister, and you lock your hands in agreement concerning that thing, that God is, Jesus is there in your midst, and he has the, you have the power to cause things to shift in another dimension. So that united and agreement prayer is something you never you never play with. Am I talking to somebody? That's why you never miss the assembling of the brethren. And I'll give you just three instances that we're going to rise to pray. Acts chapter 2, like we prayed from. The Bible says in Acts chapter 1, that after Jesus resurrected and ascended to heaven, that, this, that the church, or those who were the followers of Jesus, a hundred and twenty of them, they gathered in the room and they began to pray. They prayed for at least 49 days, because we know that on the 50th day, the day of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost came. And while they were there praying together, they were not praying on their own. Peter didn't go home and say, I'll pray on my own. Paul, Paul, um, what, what was the other guy? James, James didn't say, I'll go and pray over there on my own. Um, what's the other one? Matthew didn't say, okay, let me go back to my house and pray. It's Christianity. It's between me and Jesus. Uh, Mary didn't say, let me go home and pray. No, 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 no. All of them said, we're going to gather together here and we'll continue to pray until we see it. And as they continue to pray, on the 50th day, poof, the heavens opened and the Holy Ghost came down. But that is just one, one scripture. Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. Let's go to verse 23 quickly. Acts chapter 4 verse 23 we see another instance. In this case it was Peter and John when they were released. They returned to their own people. My Bible says they returned to their own company and they reported that the chief priests and the elders had said to them very simple story. So they had just healed a man who was at the gate called beautiful and then when they healed the man at the gate called beautiful they told them not to preach in the name of Jesus anymore and they attacked them. They harassed them. They threatened them. They said, if we catch you preaching, if we catch you doing anything in the name of Jesus, we're going to lock you up. Then the Bible says, guess what they did? They did not go home to their houses. They did not go home to their home, uh, their, their local, their private place. It's good to have private prayer. It's good to have a private place of power. But they didn't go there. Guess what they did? The Bible says they went back to their own company. They went back to their own company. They went back to where the believers were gathering. And there they began to pray. Let's run down to verse 
30. Go to verse 30 quickly. Let's chop a few verses. Ah, Gabada Gabadoso. Oh, Gabada Skebrondoko. Come on, come on, go. Ah, go back to verse 28, rather. Verse 28, two verses. Let's see what happened. When they came to where their company were, verse 28. Ah, Gabado. Yeah, let's go from there. To do whatever your hand and your purpose predestined before the creation of the world to occur and to, and so without knowing it, they served your own purpose. Verse 29. Continue. I want to go there now. And Lord, they lifted up their voice and they said, Now, Lord, observe their threats. Take them into account and grant that your bond servants may declare your message of salvation with great confidence. Verse 30. While you extend your hands to heal and signs and wonders attesting miracles may take place in the name of the, in the name and the authority and the power of your holy servant Jesus. Verse 31. Continue. Verse 31. And when they had prayed. Somebody say when they had prayed. So Peter didn't go home to pray. So James didn't go home to pray. So John didn't go home to pray. But when the believers gathered in their company when they had prayed. They were, and they were meeting together. The place where they were meeting together was shaken. Ah, a sign of the presence of God. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And began to speak the word of God with boldness and with courage. Verse 32. Now the company of believers were of one heart and one soul. Not one of them claimed that anything belonging to them was exclusive their own. But everything was common property for the use of them. Well, let's continue. Verse 33. And with great ability and power, the apostles continuously testifying to the resurrection of Jesus Christ and great grace. That's where I'm going to. And when they prayed, great grace. Ah, they didn't pray on their own. Great grace didn't show up when they went back to their homes to pray. No, but when they gathered together to pray, the Bible says great grace, great ability, great unction, great ideas, great things began to happen in their midst. My brother and my sister, there are some things you can't do on your own. There are some things that will not move except you come with your brother and your sister and you say, come, let's touch this thing. Let's agree as touching this matter. Let's agree as touching the economy. Let's agree as touching the body. Let's agree as touching my business because there's got to be a shift. Get up on your feet, somebody. I want us to pray. I want us to pray. Slap your neighbor a high five. Tell him, my brother and my sister, uh, in me, I need you. I need you to pray with me for the next 10 minutes. Oh, come on, look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, neighbor, I, I think I need you. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, I guess I need you. I uh, say, neighbor, I believe I need you. Say, my neighbor, according to the Bible, it looks like I need you. Because there are some things I can't do on my own. But I need to lock my faith with your faith. I need to lock my hand with your hand. I need to lock my spirit with your spirit. I need to lock my mind with your mind. And let's push in this place. Is anybody here with me? Now grab your hand of one person. Oh, just one person. Ah, just one person. Come on, somebody. Just one person. Hold the hands of one person. Say, neighbor. Oh, if you're three, you can hold somebody else. You can be three just in case you're not complete. The Bible says, if any two or three of us agree, I can't hear you. I start in anything. It shall be done for them by my father. Now ask your neighbor. Yeah, Name one thing you agree. You want me to agree with you. One thing. One thing. 
If that neighbor is not responsive, look for somebody else. Say one thing you want me to agree with you. Because right now we want to push some things in the spirit. Are you with me? Say you are my company. I need you. You are my company. I need you. I'm running to you today because you are here for me. Say I'm trusting God that there is a lifting in my business. I'm trusting God there will be promotion in my life. Open up your mouth and begin to pray for that brother. Come on, come on, come on, come on, pray. Come on, come on, come on, pray. Come on, come on, pray. Is any two or three agree? As touching anything. Come on, somebody pray. I will not be here anymore. There is a lifting in my family. There's a lifting in my house. There's a lifting in my country. Open up your mouth. You are too quiet for your destiny. Open up your mouth. You are too quiet for your destiny. Hey, Come on, somebody pray. Hey, pray, pray, pray. There are some things you have to release here. You are not coming back the same way you came. There's a miracle in this place. There's a breakthrough in this place. There's a healing. There's don't look at me. Pray. Don't look at me. Pray. In Jesus' mighty name. If somebody believe it, shout aloud, Amen. Amen. There are three things I want us to pray for. In Acts chapter 4, there are three prayer points they brought up before Yahweh. I want us to bring up those three prayer points. And I know that there will be results in the name of Jesus. The first prayer point was that they, they, they said to God, huh, say, behold their threatenings. They say, Father, the devil is threatening me. The devil is threatening my marriage. The devil is threatening my finances. So they reported the devil to God and say, Father, behold what the economy is trying to do to me. <laughs> Father, behold what the economy is trying to do to my family. <laughs> behold what they are doing. So that's the first prayer point. I want you to lift your voice and bring to God's attention. And you know, when you bring to his attention, it's not because he can't see you. It's just that you want to let him know that you know <laughs> that the enemy doing this is aware that you're doing it. Do you understand? So, 
I want you to think of the things you want to bring to God's attention now. And the simple prayer point is say, Father, behold the threatening of the devil against my life, against my marriage, against my finances. Behold this my business. Behold this my business. See what the economy is doing. Behold this my marriage. See what that woman is doing. Behold this my marriage. See what that man is doing. Open up your mouth and begin to pray. You know what is threatening you now. Come on, somebody, open up your mouth. Lock your hands on that person. And as you pray, lock your hands on that brother. Behold. Behold. See what the devil is doing to me. See what the enemy is trying to do. See what the enemy is trying to do. you have do we wonder if you're the one who came who was at work last week because the way you show up in Monday do we wonder is this the same guy the enemy did that to is this the same guy that they were threatening I say father give me the spirit of boldness to stand and look at every challenge every problem you see boldness is a function of your faith ah boldness is your function of your confidence in the word of God those who see God live with boldness those who see God live with boldness. Say, Father, grant me boldness. Oh, open up your mouth. Say, Father, grant me boldness. Boldness to face the things that are waiting for me tomorrow. Boldness to face any challenge. Boldness to face any difficulty. Boldness to face any mountain. Boldness to face anything that is standing before my brother. Standing before my sister. Standing before my business. Standing before me. Every challenge. Everything they said is not possible huh? shall be possible to me huh? because of the boldness the boldness of God open up your mouth and begin to pray I receive boldness I receive boldness I receive boldness I receive boldness oh love the hand of that neighbor hold the hand of that neighbor see I squeeze boldness into you I squeeze confidence into you the confidence of God the boldness of God into your hands. Hey, Gabbana, I squeeze boldness into your hands. Hey, Gabbana, Gabbana, Walk up on the Gabbana, Stand bold. Stand tall. Stand tall. The Lord is on your side. Stand tall. The Lord is on your side. Stand tall. The Lord is on your side. You are not alone. You are not alone. Hey, Gabbana, 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 Gab
said was father stretch out your hands stretch out your hands upon my business stretch out your hands and do signs and wonders and miracles in the mighty name of Jesus somebody needs a miracle on Monday morning and God is stretching out their hands to do that miracle in the name of Jesus somebody needs a miracle by the end of He's next week God says I'm stretching miracle out my hand to do it lift up your say father stretch out your hands Stretch out your hands upon me. Stretch your hands out upon my business. Do miracles. They said it will take a miracle. They said it will take a miracle. Then I got a miracle. for it to happen. Let me see your hands up. They actually said it. For that thing to happen, it took a miracle. Let me see your hands up. Let me see your hands up. All right, let me see your hands up. Let me see your hands up. Now, look for somebody whose hand is up like you and lock your hands with that person. Say, you need a miracle. 
I need a miracle. Let there be a miracle right now. As you sing the song. One person, no. If that person's hand was not, don't use it. He doesn't need a miracle. Look for somebody who needs a miracle. We're going to sing that song again. And I want you to join your hands with that man. He says, if any two of you will agree as touching any miracle, it will be done by my Father who is in heaven. If any two of you agree as touching any miracle, it will be done by my Father who is in heaven. So lock your hands with that brother and it's a miracle. I should sing it one more time. Everybody go say, say God is a miracle. Touching that miracle, then he will give you that miracle. I, run, I like what you guys are doing there. You know what? The greatest miracle is to dance to the shame of your enemy. So we're going to do it reggae style. And I want you to, some of you get your reggae groove out. It's time to celebrate now. Are you with me now? Who's gonna dance with me? Sing it like a song. Everybody say yeah. A miracle. Somebody say miracle. Come on, my brother, come on, give it to me. Watch place was shaken. Then he said that they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Receive a fresh breath of the Holy Ghost. He said that they spoke with bones. Somebody is going to be bold. You be bold. If they ask you, will it happen for you? You said yes, it will. If they say, why should your case be different? Say it will be different. Say it with boldness. If they say, will it happen? Say yes, it will. If they say, will you pay the fee? Say yes, I will. Can you do it? Yes, you will. Because you receive boldness. Hallelujah. And lastly, the Bible says, and there was great grace upon them. There was great grace upon them. On Thursday, I was preaching. And I was talking about what the grace of God upon a man is. 
It is the power of God. But beyond that, it is the ability to see things where others can't see it. It's the ability to see water where others can't see water. It's the ability to see in men what others cannot see. It's the ability to see potential when nobody can see it. It's the ability to have, to get favor when nobody is favored. That is grace. So he says there was great grace. Somebody is going into the week with great grace. 